Hello, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. Beginning of a series called Why. And I just started as a, as, a, as a lesson I taught at Celebrate Recovery. And I want to talk to you a little bit and expand that lesson a little bit. I want to expand it. What questions people from both recovery and faith have, often they don't say the word because, especially in faith, because they sound like they don't have faith. But the quiet question is, why? Faith people take everything on faith. And recovery people basically don't take anything on anything. Unanswered question, or the unspoken question, is why? And in order to do this, what I'm going to do is tell stories. Now, they're composite stories because if you tell a story, you know, you don't want to use the name because you might get it wrong, but also because the people that you're talking about and the people that know them will know who you're talking about and they're going to get all sorts of cranky and upset. So what I'm going to do is tell stories not about individuals. Some people that know me would be able to pick out characteristics of people that they know that I know. But I assure you each story is, is, is an imaginary composite to illustrate points. Real, because, you know, I'm taking from 40, 47 years of recovery and, you know, 45 years of being in, in faith. And I grew up in the church, so I have a background of many templates to draw pieces from. So, this is Y1. I'm going to call it Y1. And I'm going to talk about people, composite people. And I think I'm going to start with a composite person that I might have known in my five and a half years running a sober house. I ran a men's house, so it's going to be a, a man. I did run into women who were attached to the men. So I have a bit of experience with the the rather interesting relationships that people in recovery get with women in recovery. But this one is not going to be about that. This is going to be a generic person in recovery, probably an NA person, probably, you know, not all NA people have a, have a criminal record, but, you know, considering that the NA people were in drugs and a lot of drugs were illegal, to procure their drug of choice, required them to uh, go outside, a lot of times outside the law. And sometimes that was caught. And sometimes that involved incarceration of various kinds. So this person is probably around, you know, 25, 28, maybe not hard time, maybe uh, six months or eight months pre-trial types of stuff. You know, not violent crime, but just drug possession and stuff like that but he had he had some months and months and months and months and months 
in Worcester House of Correction or someplace like that. He's out now, he's in a sober house, he's in recovery. And generally speaking, you'd say, yes, and he's going to meetings. So he's going to meetings, so you you know he's at least minorly interested in not getting into trouble again. Besides, he has to, he probably has requirements that he, he take a P-test, probably has requirements that he might be on MAT, medical assisted therapy, which is uh, Suboxone or something like that. So he, he has to, we have to, he has to pop for Suboxone and, you know, we, we have to watch out for things with that. But he's, uh, he's there and it's not, my house wasn't a Christian house, but it was named Lazarus Recovery. It's obviously tinted that way. Generally, I would have a house meeting. And at the very beginning, foolish me, I tried to do a teaching, you know, some, you know, some sort of recovery slash Christian thing. Well, like AA, they, they might listen to recovery and listen to my long-time sobriety, but they, they were not interested in the least in the Jesus thing. I mean, it was not. So the question why comes, he's asking me, verbally or inverbally, why? Why should I bother with the Jesus thing? And to be perfectly honest, anybody in recovery, I, I ran a sober house for a long time, for five and a half years, Spoken or unspoken, the question why was like loud. Why should I bother? Why should I bother? So what I want to do briefly is talk about that why. Because I'm basically talking to recovery people. I'm also talking to Christians. You'll, you'll know when the dagger sticks in, you'll know I'm talking to you. So my guy is there, and he's unconsciously asking me why what do i say what do i why 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 come to jesus he says well why should i come to jesus because you had guys in the house that were christians and theoretically prayed and everything like that and they had their girls over overnight as much as anybody else they snuck them into the house when you said you could they couldn't why, why should I believe this Christian stuff? I didn't have an answer to that. You're buying Jesus based on the walk of professing Christians. I had a guy in the house who went around to the whole house showing them pictures of his baptism. And subsequently after that, he decided not to pay rent. He just wasn't going to pay any rent. So he basically said, well, because of Massachusetts law, you can't kick me out. And you have to go through all hoots and run the summary process to get me out. And I'm not going to pay you any rent. And maybe eventually you're going to have to pay me to leave so you can get the bed so you can get rent. But I'm not going to pay rent. You know, this is from a person who ran around professing Jesus. Uh, So my guy is looking at that 
And he's in recovery, he's solid in recovery, but he looks at this and he says, why, why should I come to Jesus? This is like despicable behavior. You know, a moron that's getting sober knows that's not right. That's a good answer. And I don't know what I say. What do you say to that? You know, but I don't think you can sell Jesus on the behavior of professing Christians. There's no way you can do that. That's just not going to happen in the real world, especially in the world of recovery. It's not going to happen because there's too many people who are professing Jesus and living like hell. So it's just not, and, and their talk is sweet and their actions are terrible. You know, their talk is good. Now, that's, that's something you got to understand. You know, most of these people talk a good game. I mean, they, I've, I've worked with people and I, I served some time in a halfway house in Framingham. And part of my job was uh, being alone in the house managing the guys. I was sort of the resident house guy for Saturdays. I had to quit because they, they gamed me up one side and down the other. I mean, it was like there was a playbook and they ran the playbook. I think part of the thing was they just wanted to get over on me. You know, it was a kind of, you know, distract and this and that and intimidate and, you know, posture and be nice and all sorts of stuff. And I just, wow. And when they come to you and say, why? Why should I believe in Jesus? Why? Why? And that's what this series is about. Why? Why should you believe in Jesus? And what's the answer to people who come from a difficult background? cutthroat background where there's there's no slack there's no nothing it's just it's just a really rough background but what do you do with that how do you, how do you handle that so the, the question is what do I answer to that guy it, it, it's a challenge you got to understand it's not an easy question he doesn't want an answer he just wants to make you feel small and he wants, to, he wants to say, you're a Jesus person, and because you're a Jesus person, I'm going to get over on you, and there's nothing you can do about it because you're supposed to live a certain way, and I'm going to take advantage of that, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use you as much as I can. And at the same, question, same time, underneath it all is a curiosity. Why? 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 Why do you believe this way, and why should I believe this way? That's a tough, tough, tough question. Tough question. And I don't know whether I have an answer for them, except to say, from my own testimony, I've found Jesus reliable in an unexplainable ways. You know, what are you going to say? You know, they can't, you say, I'm sorry, my experience says that Jesus is very reliable. My experience says, that the Bible is absolutely true, and it works out. But he's not going to buy that because his experience is different because he's never tried Jesus. You know, some of the people have tried God, and it's worked for them. But the Jesus thing is like, whoa, whoa. There's, you know, they think about it, and it gets crazy. That is an answer. That is an answer to the why. Why is it so tough? Because there's something there. And you say, well, what's that? Why? They're saying, why? Explain to me why. 
And I say, well, the people that were first-hand witnesses, overwhelming majority of them were killed. Minuscule amount of them died a natural death. Most eyewitnesses were, were martyred. A overwhelming majority of them were martyred. In other words, they had to say, say who they thought Jesus was, and they were killed for it. And the funny thing is, that goes to this day. In some parts of the world, if you profess Jesus, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to meet an untimely end. You know, so there's not an, a payoff incentive, you know. And sometimes people are saying, what's the payoff for me? And I was the same way. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll decide on Jesus if the payoff is right. I did believe that he took care of me, and he has taken care of me. But that didn't mean that it was easy. And that didn't mean that he, it, it, was, it was smooth sailing. It meant that he'd take care of me. He comforted me when it was tough. He upheld me when I needed it. And I learned that if I did what I'm doing now, talking about him, that there was always a price to pay. There's always a price to pay if you talk about him. So what do I have an answer to the guy it says, why? Why should I go to Jesus? And you have to say from, from a strictly human, day-at-a-time, me-first thing, it's not a good bet. It's not a good bet because the firepower is out to get you. Now, if you, it's not get out to get you if you're, you're simply making a terrible witness. The people I got into the house to run the house, they were a terrible witness. There was no consequences to them. They were doing their job of being a terrible witness for Jesus. You know, they got to do what they want when they wanted to do it. They made a terrible witness for Jesus, and they left and they did something else. Continued on to be a terrible witness. The funny thing is, is that people in the situation of this guy... They just didn't have one example. They had many examples, many, 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 many examples, especially in Christian recovery, many examples. So you'd say, why? Why, why should this guy try Jesus? Why? I'd have to say, I'd, I'd have to tell him, I have no reason in the, in the immediate future why. Obviously, in a long-term future, yes, but in a short-term future, what do I get out of it right now? That's a problem. That's a problem to tell somebody why when you can't, you'd have to lie to them, say, prosperity people do, so you come to Jesus and everything's golden, profess and get, you know, riches and honor and you... You play this thing, and unfortunately, you know, Christianity is not cheap, and it's not profitable sometimes. Profitable in the fact Jesus cares for you, but not profitable in a lot of ways sometimes. So if you're if you're saying I'm coming to Jesus for money and honey, then you might get the honey, but she might not have money, or you get the honey and she might not be a blessing. She might be a honey and wonderful, but she's not going to help you stay with Jesus. She's going to drag you away because she's not interested in Jesus. 
You know, you say, well, why? Why should I bother? Why should I bother with Jesus? I mean, this is a, you know, the guy's been in jail. He's had to defend himself all his life. Probably there's abuse in the background. He's, he hasn't found anybody that's dependable. You know, why, why should I, I, why, why, just tell me why. And you end up in a situation telling your story. He said, but you're, you're, you're white bread. You know, you've had everything your whole life. And you're not, and you haven't been to jail, and you haven't been to anything, have you? No. You know, and you're sober forever. You know, you haven't broken a law in your life. Well, not, not many, for sure. And so why should I believe you? And sometimes I don't have an answer. Sometimes I don't have an answer about why. Why should I believe that this Jesus thing is good for, a, for an addict, broken addict like me? You know, all I want to do, all I want to do is not drink, not use, have my life get a little better, get a relationship, maybe get married, have kids, do the good thing, and that's all I want. That's all I want. You know, if just going to meetings and asking for help and doing the thing is all I need to do, then I'm willing to do that. As long as I stay sober, I don't drink, I don't use, you know, then, then that's all I'm asking for. So she says, he says, why? Why should I get through all this garbage? Why should I want to wade through all this hypocrisy? Well, I said, you know, well, so there's no hypocrisy in NA? Well, yeah, but why should I come to Jesus? Why? And then there's hostility and I ain't giving up the honey. I'm not giving up the lady. I'm not giving up, and your, your people don't give up the lady either, so why should I do that? You know, why? Why? I'll come to Jesus as long as Jesus follows my rules. If he doesn't put requirements on me and stuff like that, I, I'll come to him as long as he, he delivers, but I'm not coming to him. And, you know, you say sometimes, you know, that, that take up your cross and follow me. Well, you know, I'm ignorant, but I ain't that ignorant. That means that you, you come and you, uh, you agree to follow him and be crucified and killed. I'm no stupid person. That's, 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 that's a bad deal all the way around. I mean, I mean if I'm going to cop a plea, I'm going to cop a plea that gets me something, not, not a guarantee of suffering and death and stuff like that. So tell me why. Why should I come to Jesus? I'm sober. I'm clean. I'm asking God for help. He's helping me. So why should I buy into all this stuff? Why? 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 And I'll tell you, sometimes answering that question is hard. And if you get an answer, it's not an answer they want. You know, because the simple fact is... Jesus isn't a simple answer. It's not a simple answer. It's not heaven on earth when you come to Jesus. It's, it's, like, it's like signing up for, for Vietnam in the 60s. It's pretty much guaranteed boot camp's going to stink and then everything after that's going to be bad. You know, you're, you're guaranteed college, maybe but you're also guaranteed that you're taking a chance. 
It's no deal. That's no deal at all. And so if you're saying, I'm going to come to Jesus, and you're promising me maybe a sweet by and by, you know, which is basically what they sell Jesus for. Like my dad said, they, they don't come to church for the sermon. They come to church for the eternal fire insurance policy. Now, these days, they don't even believe in the fire. So what's the point? I mean, you can, you can go buy Christianity that, that has none of this. I mean, you can buy, you know, you can order your Christianity on the catalog and basically get anything you want and you get stamped with a label of a Christian. Is that a Christian? I don't know. But you can, you, can, you can get any kind of flavor of Christianity you want this day with a label. Not necessarily with the Lord, but with a label. So, why? Why, 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 why? why? How do I answer? I didn't have an answer. I did not have an answer he wanted to hear. And for you listening, you're saying, Chuck, why should I come to Jesus? I don't know whether I have an answer that you want to hear. But I'll tell you the answer I have. And it's, it's a scary answer. It's a, it's a scary, scary, scary answer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish this with, you know, homework. If you have the question, if you're asking the question why, and you're in recovery, and you're staying sober, staying clean, things are getting a little better, and you're saying why, or you're like my guy in the house, you know, hey, why should I do this Jesus thing when, you know, I've got you over a barrel and I'm manipulating you and why should I get rid of all that so I'll answer you not about me it is not about me the real problem is in all of this it is all about who Jesus is and what he's about. And there's only one way to find that out. You gotta go to him and ask. Maybe you're in recovery and you, you've got some sort of spiritual, your, your game, your spiritual game's pretty good. You're asking for help, you're staying sober, you know, you feel like God is answering you and you're not getting any grief over shacking up with your girlfriend you're you know it's it's it, everything's good you're, you're you got what you want you're sober you're not dying you got the girlfriend you got the job everything is rolling right along why should you upset the thing why should you upset it about asking this jesus into your life i can't give you a good answer i honestly can't give you in a very 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 pragmatic way very jailhouse way I can't give you a good answer but I've got a suggestion I have a suggestion and I want you to take my suggestion and get back to me about what happened you're praying you're talking to God that you as you understand him 
I dare you. I dare you to go to the Dodd you're talking about and say, tell me about Jesus. Show me about Jesus. Help me understand about Jesus so that I will understand exactly what you think about Jesus. You, the higher power that's keeping me sober. Pray to the God that's keeping you sober for him to tell you about Jesus. That's all I'm asking you to do. And I bet that it's going to be a little more than you expected. I'm betting that all hell's gonna break loose. And you say, well, what's the big deal? I'm asking, just asking God to tell me about Jesus and all hell breaks loose. Why? And you're getting, you're, you're, you're in your receiving frequency, you're getting information, but you're also getting counter information. In other words, all of a sudden, the lines are staticky and they're, it's just like really, really confused. And you're going to notice the difference. Be tempted to say, okay, forget it, forget it. I don't want to know about you. I just don't, 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 don't. I don't want to know about it. But that is an answer. But chances are, it's going to be more. You know, people are going to start coming into your life. From where? I just like, you're going to, it's like, wait a minute. I don't, I just, just, this can't be an accident. That You're going to notice that people are going to come into your life. Not anything to do with anybody you know, just people are going to come in. You're going to stumble onto things. You're going to, you're going to start gravitated towards things that you don't really want to be gravitated to. You know, the thing is, the more you ask Jesus for help directly, the more he gives it. And the more he gives it, the more you realize he's real. And the more you realize he's real, the more he reveals of himself. And the more he reveals of himself, the more you get like, no, that can't be. That, 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 that can't be. That, that can't be. And somewhere along the line, as you're grappling, and sometimes a bit of pain, you're going to realize that this is a serious, serious business. And all of a sudden, it's serious business. Serious business. And you're going to wonder, you're going to start to get to answer your own why. Because Jesus is who he says he is. In great regret, you go to the Bible, and maybe you're talking to somebody. I don't know, you're leaving a message for me. You do something, you know somebody. You say, what is And they point you to things, and you start reading And you go, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And then finally you realize that not only is Jesus real, 
he's as real as it gets any place. He is more authoritative than anything you've ever run into. Whether it's the biggest guy in jail or it's the, it's the, the bottle that beat you up or it's the drugs that beat you up or it's the, it's, it's the, you know, the, the biggest, baddest guy in jail or it's the, it's the most disastrous woman you ever met or it's the most disastrous relationship you were ever in or it was the biggest score you ever made or they all kind of just, they're, they're gone. And you know, somewhere in your gut, you know that, crap, Jesus is real, and he has absolutely all authority in all of eternity, that he's the guy inevitably I answer to, and his word is good. And then you start to work on, well, if he's who I answer, certainly he's a nice guy and he's going to let, and then you start to realize, no, he doesn't lie. So you go to the Bible and see what he said and you say, oh crap, this is not good. This is not good at all. This is, and you're going to start to have this like emotional crisis, like 50 armies are fighting over you and you're, you're, you're getting trampled into the mud and you don't think you're going to survive. And somewhere along the line, if you're lucky, you're going to groan, sweet Jesus, help me. Not negotiating, not gaming, not doing anything, just sweet Jesus, help me. And then you're going to find who Jesus really is. And if the Spirit is good and you're open, Jesus will show you. He'll show you everything you need to know. You'll be broken and healed at the same time. All of a sudden, the question you asked about why, you'll get the answer. And it'll be an answer not in your head, but in your heart, in your spirit. And you'll know, yeah, obviously that's why. Not because of anything fancy, just Jesus himself is the answer of why. He's always the answer to everything. It doesn't make any sense, but if you seek him with all your heart, You'll find him. You'll find him, and he will be the he will be the answer to the heart, your questions in your heart. So that is Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. Uh, we're here to encourage and inform. If you have questions, leave the questions and go to my website and leave some comments and stuff on the podcast or whatever, and I'll get back to you. But, you know, that is the first why. Why this Jesus thing? Why? And the answer is 
You're not going to answer the question why unless you go to Jesus yourself and say, why? Show me why. And I dare you to do that because he will answer and it will freak you out. But he will give you the peace. He will give you the peace to understand why. It's important, even beyond the relationships and messing around, why it's important. So this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast. This is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, the junction of faith and recovery. I just pray, oh God, that you would have the guts to ask Jesus whether he's real, because he'll answer. Thank you.